This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh, we made it to Friday. And there's a reason for everything. Yeah, there is. That's, there is. There's a reason that, that we're here. That finishing our other conversation. Okay, well, you're not wrong. We could parlay that into this. There is a reason that we are here for you. Yes. My friends. Yes. This is The Bullpen. Especially on a Friday. What up? Patrick Osborne and Brandon yeah. Elkins with you. Woo. Want to give us a call today? 512-834-1027. Your opinion matters and is welcome here on this show. Yeah, truth be told, your opinion really matters. Yep. Probably more so than Brandon's. Amen. Oh, yeah, nobody <laughs> want to hear me talk. <laughs> Definitely more so than mine. I have to hear myself enough. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, you uh, you ready for a big weekend of uh, collegiate sports? Man, my collegiate sports starts tonight. Yeah. Well, not just collegiate sports. If my sports liking in general. in general starts tonight. You excited about... Uh, Tom Bunchen and crew going over there to play your uh, your Seahawks. Who that? Who? You know, uh, Mr. Giselle Bunchen. I'd uh, like the to, former Mr. Giselle Bunchen. I'd like to once again point out that I'm really digging all the adver- advertisements for this Munich game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Careful, that hurts. Um, Console's not set up good for guys with bad knees. That's okay. I feel you. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm ready. Um, it's early. I'm going to be probably up anyway because my cat wakes me up at 5 a.m. every morning. So not that anyone needs to know that. But, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's just funny because it's a well-known fact how, how much Germany loves the Seahawks. And I found out why today, actually. I didn't get the audio for it. But I found out that there's a certain channel in Germany that only plays one game a Sunday, right? Just one one NFL game? One NFL game. And it's always a Seahawks game. And it's well, it was during the time when it was peak Russell Wilson and, and Legion of Boom. Okay. You know, twenty twenty twelve to like twenty sixteen or something like One that. One of the most exciting eras of Seattle right. Seahawks so football. There's a there's a generational Seahawks fan, fan base there, which is pretty cool. And I feel like that's expanded, which and I showed you that they literally painted a mural of Geno Smith on one of their biggest you know, skyscrapers or whatever buildings they have there. So, but all the advertisements is, oh my God, Tom Brady's here. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Well, the he go. Is, I mean, Tom listen, Brady. There's a reason for that. You know, is there? Yeah. They're four and five and he's playing like trash this year. Listen, they could And there's be, another team we're talking about. It could be 0 9. First it wouldn't place. matter. I don't. It wouldn't matter because of the name Tom Brady, period. Geno Smith's great. Your Seahawks the, are great. I hate the bias. None of them are Tom Brady. That's in, the problem. In these, this country we live in. Yeah. You have a favorite all-time Seahawks quarterback? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, it will probably be Russell John Wilson. Kitna? Oh, no. no. <laughs> I appreciate his time at the, when he had him. Same with Brock Heward. Right. Uh, Rick Mirror, thank you very much. Sorry. Uh, so you're we, we actually had a, a, a Mark McGuire's brother was a quarterback for the Seahawks at one point. But I would probably, at, at this point, Go with Matt Hasselbeck. I was just about to ask you what you thought of Hasselbeck. I I grew up I grew up with Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, uh, he was the quarterback when I first started. Like really, when when Seahawks were when the Seahawks were really at their best in my generation, because sure. you could go back to the '80s era with uh, uh, oh god, what's his name? I'm totally blanking on his name now. Not gonna get me. Oh, back this is so bad. It's only your hometown. Why would you remember? I know. Jim Zorn. Okay, Jim Zorn. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah Jim know. Zorn. Uh, and with him in the Steve Largent era, which was great, I was negative three years old at that point, so I didn't really get to enjoy that time. So Matt Hasselbeck was like peak Seahawks for me. Hasselbeck. So him and Sean Alexander were uh, 
a heavy duo. For but I thought a while. It, they were did, really great. Did I not hear you throw out the name Russell Wilson though? Just a second ago. I said when it all be said and done, Russell Wilson is still in the league. He had a great ten year run, as did Matt Hasselbeck. Arguably, Russell Wilson had the better career, but I think so. I, I won't. I won't look there. at that until he's all all done. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson certainly is not uh, having that kind of career in the Mile High State. City, no, Mile and, High City, and it's unfortunate how his career ended with Seattle comparative to Matt Hasselbeck, which is maybe why I lean that way because yeah. Matt Hasselbeck didn't want to leave when he was traded or you know left to go to uh, I can't remember where he went and he was actually very I think it was the Falcons no it was the Colts it was the Colts that's right it was yeah that's right yeah he played with the Colts for a bit and was fairly decent for one year but then was relegated to teacher duty obscurity on that yeah. and helpfulness to Andrew Luck which I think helped Andrew Luck at the time relegated to the uh, the, the Dennis Quaid role wow I am sorry I just went in like a full no, blown right, Seahawks history I asked the question uh, we will get more into this Munich game coming up in the show absolutely as we get to uh, dive more into the NFL gridiron but I know there were like three Seahawks fans listening that appreciated that so shout out to everybody those else left. folks everybody yeah. else left so to the three of you sticking <laughs> come around come back I swear we're done we appreciate it fellas <laughs> Uh, so, but uh, big, big weekend, big weekend for visitors here for this uh, here at the Forty Acres as TCU heads to Austin mm-hmm. for arguably the biggest game the Longhorns have been up have, have had all year. I, I th- and I'm still surprised Texas is still coming into this a seven point favorite over the Horn Frogs. I, yeah, I again and, and we they discussed it. And we've discussed it on just about every show, and no one Nobody can seem to it. figure out why or how or what they're looking at besides the simple fact that Texas has, uh, they have a winning streak against TCU at the moment, right? Yeah, and they own, But yeah. they haven't played a TCU team that was top five. So they own the overall record, but in recent years, not so much. Okay, yeah. So then, again, confused, my brain, wondering, what the hell? Well, this is also a huge recruiting weekend for Steve Sarkeesian and the Horns. Uh, I, I, you know, saying huge may be an understatement. Yeah, no doubt. I've counted at least thirty names who are going to be here this weekend. Visitors, some five-star prospects, four-star prospects, you name it, from all over the place. Sure, and and arguably, arguably, wow, most of those uh, kids are going to come here anyway, regardless of the final score. You know, they, they play not. football. They understand what's at stake here between number four and number, what, 18? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, but you win that game, you're going to change some other minds that maybe haven't made a decision that are coming this week. I, you know, I think most are ready and willing to want to play with Arch Manning in a couple of years. So. As, as we've said and countless San, times, it's yeah. the Arch Manning effect. Yeah, and uh, Quinn Ewers. And Quinn. Uh, so... We're, we're, I, I, I think a win tomorrow certainly is going to generate a ton of buzz. Like I said, I mean, obviously not not everybody's going to commit here, but absolutely a win is going to. It won't hurt. Light bulbs it, are gonna it come won't on hurt. Sure. Definitely, and, and it'll probably sway others who aren't at the game, who are on 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 the fence on, on Texas or didn't even consider them until whoa, look at this atmosphere that is going on in Texas. Wow, that was a horrible example of somebody watching, but you get the idea, right? <laughs> I like, do. I see where you're going, buddy. Okay, thanks. Yeah. It's uh, Friday, man. My brain is... So we've got the 9-0 Horn Frogs, 6-0 in conference play. Horn 6-3 overall, 4-2 in conference play. Uh, 6.30 kickoff at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. It's going to be broadcast on ABC if you want to catch it. Also, we got college game day here tomorrow morning. That's right. Uh, that, that's a Get big there second early time. That again. Oh, the pit opens at 5.30. Mm-hmm. Um, Get there at 4.30. Actually, there's probably already people there waiting. 
But if you look so at you're the, already late. <laughs> they're, they're waiting, like, yeah, like like episode one. You, you got to believe they're no, already God. waiting, yeah. Uh, but if you look at the series history as a whole, I mean, the Horns really have dominated TCU overall. It's just 64-27-1 and one is the record, right? But you gotta love that one. There's always a one. There's always a one. But since the Horns joined the Big Twelve, it's been all TCU. Uh, Frogs have won seven of the last ten matchups. Mm. All right. Um, like, what is going on? Cr- Why are they favored? I don't know. Besides the f- simple fact that they're at home. You only get three points off that. Where? What is this four-point swing? I, I, mean, I just I, don't get it. You got to wonder if Bijan Robinson plays plays into that to some degree. Is it because we're ran we're on the other side year. of this, and maybe the outside perspective believes that this Texas team is better than the number four team in the country? It could be that they because just haven't of caught Bijan up Robinson. To Look, Bijan Robinson is yes, you are correct. He is a game changer. He is elite. He is all of the above. Checks all the boxes. The man is put up more than two hundred yards against TCU last year. Is that enough for this seat this year? This is a completely. This got to be a completely different team. It's completely different. You're right, coach team. At You're least. right. You're right. Now, I mean, but let's let's assume Quinn Ewers is on point, right? Xavier Worthy. But he hasn't really. Been he hasn't on point. been, but he's due. He's I think been he's gr- due. He's been good, but he hasn't been to that elite level that makes you feel like the number eight team in the country is going to be the number four at home. No, eighteen. That's why I said number no, eighteen. They beat number four. At home. You said eight. Either way. Either way. Uh, either way. But. I think he's due for for a solid game. I really I do. I agree. Because we all know what he's capable of. Yeah. We've all seen when he's at his best. And he's got he's got Xavier Worthing, he's got Jordan Worthington. Uh he's got Bijan Robinson. I he's got all the tools he needs. Yeah. Uh, I so I if if he if he has a great game, absolutely. And then of course, I mean, you know, defense, the line by DeMarvion Overshawn, Jalen Ford looking great. Um I, you know, I, the problem, I think, with Texas is how you get these moments of, like, overachievement followed by wild swings of underachievement. So, fair. Whoever shows up tomorrow, I mean, that, you know, whether, it's, whether you get the overachieving or the underachieving horns, there's never really a, a gray area with them, at least not, I have not seen this year. Um, TCU, I think, is going to be able to move the ball on Texas, though. I mean, in their yeah, two- it, it, and I agree. I think it's going to be a, a, a shootout, a, an offensive shootout. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in the two biggest games of the year for TCU, their their defense really stepped up, and those those big teams. I mean, Max Duggan also. Uh uh, I mean, he's gonna he could have a really big day tomorrow, throwing all over the place. Quentin Johnston, you know, could could be catching balls all over the place. I don't think there's any going to be any any shortage of scoring here. And, and I sure. think what was the over under I saw like sixty four and a half or something like that. I mean, they're all expected. The only big. thing that I can think of is is the they're looking at. Texas in the first half because Texas seems pretty dominant in the first half. Yeah, they, it's a second they, half where, right. however, we know for a fact that TCU is a second half team, and so are they going to hope that that Texas is going to be up by like forty five points at halftime and hope that they can hold on to that and not you know keep their foot on the gas? All gas, no brakes. Go Sark. Like that that's what be- that's what I'm that's what I keep expecting every every week is the second half is finally going to be. Where Texas like goes off, and the rest of the year they finally just keep on going. They keep on their foot on the gas. Can you imagine that if it was really forty-five nothing at halftime? It'd be bonkers. Well, that would be the national storyline right there. But again, everyone in Texas is gonna be like, "Oh boy!" But how much are they gonna hold on to this lead? Are they gonna give it all up? Because again, we're talking about this team knows they're the number four team, and they want to hold on to that spot. They don't want to lose it. Mm. They lose it, they're done. Listen, I, I mean, I, I mean, no disrespect to Longhorn Nation, but if there's any team out there that that's capable of pulling a Houston Oilers style choke job, it's the Longhorns. 
Seriously. Ouch. Yeah, it is. Ouch. Unf- I hate to say that because I sure. love them, but come on. Sure. Let's, let's be real. Sure. Uh, but either way, I, I do expect some high-flying offense from yes. both teams. I'm taking TCU for the win. However, I'll give you one reason why, and I'll do this later on in the show as well. Oh. Because unless it's baseball and fairly often boxing, I suck at picks. So <laughs> I'm going with TCU. Okay. Because every time I've picked this year, I've lost. Yeah, okay. So okay. go TCU. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's where I'm going. I'd uh, like to lean I'd like to lean very heavily towards the Longhorns by at least three points. Yeah. No, I think I, it'll be it'll be a high scoring game, but it'll I think it'll still be close. It could just be, you know, blow for blow. In all honesty, I, I really do think TCU will take this. But I, I do think it's gonna be close. Uh I, I think Texas is gonna give them hell. Rationally, you're right. Rationally. Rationally. But obviously the odds makers and whoever's throwing out that seven points, I, I, I clearly they know more than me. And we've seen... Just a mouthpiece. We've seen moments of brilliance by this team mm-hmm. that can completely and utterly prove us wrong in saying that Texas could win by 10, 20, 30. It's well, possible. Here's a crazy stat. TCU's entering this with, with, with a seven-point underdog, and that's the most points the Horns have been favored by over a top-five team since 1978. Oh. 1978. Interesting. Which, which to me makes it even ups the stakes even more. Yeah, it's like this is this is the nine and zero number four ranked Horn Frogs, and you're giving Texas their largest advantage since in forty four years. Mm-hmm. Okay, this really, I mean, this is it for both teams though, because they know that obviously one of these teams has to win this game because of the importance in the standings. Yeah, not only for uh, TCU and the college football playoffs. But for both of them, for the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Because right now, it's TCU's to lose. And I know they're fighting for that. But, I mean, don't discount how much they want to hold on to that spot. Because, again, like I said, if you lose, you're not getting back in there. Someone else, Another team is going to jump you and, and take that spot and hold on to it. There's only, what, three games left? This is... This is huge for yeah, those, both teams. Those goose eggs matter. Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They, they really, really do. I mean, I think we're I think we're underscoring how just how important this game is for both teams and how much they both want to win this game. I mean, well, they're a big. Tw- I I really hope that that means that we're going to see the best from both sides. One can only hope. Yeah. Uh, and once again, if you're interested in uh, making a stop. College game day. The pit opens at 5:30. It's going to be the LBJ Lawn, and uh, you can hang out with Lee Corso and all of his. Uh, Absolutely. Mascot heads. That sounds like fun. Haven't done that yet. Yeah, when I think of things I really want to do, hanging out with Lee Corsos, just top my list. Just standing there staring at them from the grass. With your big sign, jumping up and down with the sign. Look out for those kook flags. They'll be out there flying high. Think anybody's going to get in trouble throwing horns down out there? No. But (laughs) will there be horns down out there? Of course there will. Absolutely. Of course there will. There will will be plenty. Um, Speaking of the horns, what do you think of B. John Robinson for a Heisman? Yes. Yeah. I yes. mean, we know he's... he's A resounding he's, yes. Yeah. The easiest yes I can give you. Now, let me ask you this question. Is the Horns' less than uh, perfect record going to keep him from even being in the, in, in the discussion? Sadly, yes. I would argue right now he's not even in the dark horse discussion because of the Horns' record. I think he is in the dark horse discussion. I don't know. Because, I, he should be. Because of the record that they have now. I think he is... Uh, unfortunately, probably at the lowest end of the totem pole. Yeah, for, I do too. For and the that's, list, and that's on the so list. uncool. And yeah, it's unfortunate because I mean he should be a shoe in at least this year. As long as he keeps this up, I don't see how they can ignore him. I mean, and that's the thing: you have three games to prove it, and that's why I think they're going to lean on him a lot more because they want this too as much as I'm sure he does too. He'll he'll never admit it publicly. Who wouldn't? 
Who wouldn't want to win? No, I'm saying I'm saying the team wants him to win this. Right. And, and yeah, exactly. So now, well, all right, look, he eighth in eighth in the nation in rushing attempts, mm-hmm. sixth in rushing yards, tied for fifth in rushing touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are amazing numbers, but Texas has got a six and three record, um, which is not a bad record. No. The, the Especially thing coming is, off a five and seven record last year. Frustrating thing too is is when you really break it down, the horns are just a couple of few, maybe a few favorable plays away from being undefeated this yep, season. Absolutely, which we I, yeah, this would be a completely no different doubt. discussion we're having right now if they were. He'd be number number one, two, three on the list. You'd have to think. You'd have to think. Um, but again, he's also has room to improve in those numbers too, because yeah, those are top five, top ten numbers, but they're not top three numbers, which I feel like is maybe something he needs to get closer to to actually be considered for the Heisman because yeah. we're talking about the Heisman, we're talking about the best player in college football. And when you look at the numbers, they're there, but are those Heisman numbers yet? Well, yes. When you're talking about within the ranks of college football. Sark made a real good point. As he said in a quote the other day, the Heisman is a unique thing. He says, generally the Heisman goes to the teams that are winning. Right. Whichever guy's on a team that's winning generally is the guy that's one of the front runners or the front runner for it. So if we want him to be considered for that prestigious of one award, we got to do our part as a team. We got to keep winning. And we saw what that looks like last week. Mm -hmm. Time for him to do that the rest of the season. If he has a game like he, if he has this, if he plays the same game the rest of the season like he did at Kansas State, he will be in the discussion at the end of the year, no doubt. And so will the team. Uh, not for college football, but for a Big 12 rank, Big, Big 12 championship. Because I would assume if he plays that well the rest of the year, they're probably going to win most of those games. I do expect him to run all over TCU tomorrow. I hope so. He put up 216 last year. Uh, he had a career high in carries. That I believe that 216 was also a, a career high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he had two touchdowns last year. I, I mean, we could absolutely see that that repeated this year. You do that it's against the number dangerous. four team in the country, you will be catapulted to the top. At least top five in a fair world. Yeah, in a fair world. But look, they'll be seven and three. They'll be set. They'll be they'll be uh, alone in second place in the Big Twelve under TCU, the team they just beat. So they're going to have confidence if they can hold on, play TCU in the championship game, beat them again, and then play on New Year's Day. Boom! I got you. it. You just solved all the I world's solved problems, man. All of your problems. I'm here for you. You want to solve some world problems? Why don't you give us a call? 512-834-1027. I will solve any problem you got, maybe. We're going to take a look at some uh, some more Big 12 matchups coming up this weekend. A little more college football talk on the way. A little Thursday night football madness. More talk about OBJ to the Dallas Cowboys. And we know where Clayton Kershaw is not going to be next year. Wait. Bummer. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Arlington. I'm very sorry. He's not coming home. Doesn't seem, doesn't look like it. All that and more on the way here on the bullpen. 512-834-1027. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Home. The place everybody wants to be. They keep coming. They keep trying. It never stops. Which is why we keep fighting. Always prepared to protect what's ours. Our home, our house, our way of playing, our way of coming together. It's not just 11 on the field, it's their teammates and the coaches beside them. The 40 acre family around them. The students, the exes, 
the drum, the cannon, even the big guy himself. It takes everyone. And on Saturday, everyone will be here. College game day, back in Austin. This place has seen some moments, memories. The next opportunity has arrived. A fourth quarter fight. Under the lights. And we ain't stopping until the tower turns orange. There you go. Hype, hype video courtesy of Texas Longhorns Twitter there ahead of tomorrow's big matchup. Probably the, I'm hyped. I, I mean, listen, I got hyped enough listening to it, but if you have to watch that video, if you got a second, just... Do you know who was narrating that? Uh, I, I, if you had asked me five seconds ago, I could have, I, I but it, it, wow. it's... Wow. Listen, I, I thought about something else, and it, it kicked okay. it right. That was just like way. how I forgot Jim Zorn for, yeah. for a few seconds. Uh, but either way, uh, great hype video. Yeah. Uh, worthy of, game, worthy of tomorrow's game. We, Can't we, wait. We're really underscoring how how big this game is for both teams. Or no horn uh, horn frogs coming in not to only, uh, face the eight number eighteen Longhorns. Not only that, it's a it's a prime time night game on ABC. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of the games that'll be uh, on the TV schedule at the time. Yep, like one up. of like three maybe. Yeah, kickoff at uh, six thirty. Probably a- one of the biggest. ABC tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, welcome back to the bullpen here on this Friday afternoon. He's Brandon Elkins and I'm Patrick Oswin. You chat it's about me. something. You know the number, 512-834-1027. Uh, other games well, worth watching the Big 12 this week, I think. Uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Who do you like in that one? You got uh, the Mountaineers not really playing for much at all. Uh, OU team showing a bit of life recently. Yeah, I, 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 I would always lean towards Oklahoma. I'm taking in OU that, for Especially sure. in that matchup, too. We. We saw West Virginia ourselves. Uh, we know, we know what kind of team they are. We know what kind of team Oklahoma is. I think Oklahoma is still the better team, even if they're not. Even if they didn't show it kind of early on. I mean, they were actually trash early on, but they, yeah, like you said, they've gotten they've gotten better, and I think they want to end the, the season strong, especially for the recruits. Yeah, recruiting standpoint. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. I got to go with Oklahoma State. I don't know how point. you can. I, yeah, I mean that that team is is damn good. I mean, they, yeah, a bit of a decline. On their end, but I, I mean, I know not, they had not a, necessarily they had a, out of the running for the Big Twelve title just yet. Really bad hiccup. But was it forty nine nothing or yeah, something looked, like it that? Really bad. That was really bad. But they bounced back from that, did they not? That, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and a three game win streak. It, you know, it could begin tomorrow. Sure, and, and it, it could all look good for them. Yeah, uh, when it's all said and done. Absolutely. Uh, Kansas at Tech. I'm going for the upset on this one. I'm taking Tech, even though I'm sure I'm wrong. Kansas is not the team it was showing in early on. Absolutely not. Uh, but Tech is also not the same team that beat Texas. No, but so, they're at home and yeah, I they're they're in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's hard to go against a against a team. They've lost four of their last five. So I mean, listen, I'm putting a lot of stock into these Red Raiders. Yeah, it's hard to go against a Texas Tech team at home, uh, especially against a kind of a toss up opponent like that. I I tend to lean towards more towards Tech. Because they're, I mean, their their home field advantage is, is definitely yeah. one of the best, yeah. and definitely helps them, you know, throughout some games against against some of these, you know, lesser teams. That I'm not saying Kansas is a lesser team, but you know, they're not as good as they as we thought as we saw early on. Yeah, I'm rambling, but you get it. I I uh, have not seen a single quote unquote expert who's taking tech here, which is why I, I'm going I'm going bold, and probably sure. on Monday going to come back and look like an idiot. I I, I think you're right. If yeah, that has, I thought I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard for me to do. No, it's not by, by any means. You didn't have to say that. 
It's okay. I uh-huh. am worried, I am worried about my yeah. See, ya. <laughs> I'm worried about my uh, my my dogs against uh, the duckies this weekend. That's what that's what we get this weekend. Yeah, we get the we get the our rivalry game. This is our biggest rivalry game. Yeah, let's see here. I I uh, I, I seem to feel like I pulled a little something about that, but uh, where where is it here? I'm, ah, here we go. Yes, so you're talking about uh, Oregon, Oregon. Are we talking Washington, about an right? upset watch? Uh, yeah. Are they on upset watch? They are on upset watch. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Ducks have looked pretty good uh, since that loss to, yeah, Bo, to Georgia. Yeah, Bo Hicks is looking really good. Mm-hmm. So are you worried about your guys? You're worried about your your your, your Washington yeah, guys? Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I've seen how they look on the road, and it's not very good. Uh, one could argue that, I, I mean... They did have a they did almost have a comeback against UCLA, which would have been a huge win for them on the road. Uh, but they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, I I really like Michael Penix Jr. as as their their quarterback, but they are a different team uh, on the road. I, but I think it's it's at Washington, is it not? Now, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Oregon at Washington. It's, okay. No, 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 no. I, I, you know what? I'm I pretty sure that. it is Eugene, isn't it? It is in Eugene. Yeah. It is in Oregon. Yeah, you're right. I was wrong. It is. It's Washington at Oregon, which. If, is, we we really got to take Oregon, I, man. Yeah, I I yeah, but rivalry games are different. But if Washington brings its A game, if what yeah, if Washington does, I mean, we've seen how good Penix can be. I mean, he threw for five hundred yards in one game once, and wasn't too long ago that he did that. Uh, that kind of went really under the radar, which I'm not really sure why. I guess it's because you know we're up in Egypt, the Egypt part of the country, which people like to call it, but. I, I'm hoping for a competitive game because I've watched too many Oregon-Washington games where Oregon just completely blew them out of the stadium, especially at home. Um, I think this is a different Washington team compared to those in the past. So I'm just hoping for a good game at this point. I, I would I have to lean towards Oregon, too, because yeah. they're at home and they are the better team. But I've seen how good this Washington team can be. And if they want to pull up an upset this year, please do it tomorrow. Can Mississippi State upset Georgia? No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Straight up. What about no. Ole, what about Ole Miss and Alabama? I mean, it's not like a couple Ole Miss weeks ago. I would I would have given you a, a quick no Alabama. as well. But Alabama is not the same Alabama team we saw early on. So not at all. I think there's a shot. Absolutely. So I actually like Ole Miss over, over Alabama. I like Oregon over Washington. Uh, definitely Georgia over Mississippi State. Yeah, no upset there. Sorry, uh, Mississippi State. Clemson, I, got, I got family in Mississippi State, but Cle- I'm. No, not feeling it. Can Louisville upset Clemson? No, mm, probably. I don't. Not. I don't see it. Probably. I really don't. Probably not. I tried to picture it in my head. You couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Clemson, I don't see that. Adam. I know Clemson hasn't looked. I mean, they're not the same top four team. That yeah, but they're still been, number ten. But they're still a good. They're still a top ten team. They're, and they're still, still Clemson. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So they're just uh, some other games to watch out for. Uh, Nebraska taking on Michigan, uh, and uh, as we mentioned, in case you missed it yesterday or hadn't heard, Casey Thompson, former Longhorn, out for tomorrow's game with an injury, can't grip the ball properly. So, unfortunately, let us know if you got a crazy upset this week that you want to see. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. That is the number. Yes, we are ESPN Austin. Uh, Tennessee safety Jalen McCollum charged with felony aggravated assault stemming from that October rush. You remember remember this? Uh, He uh, a guy walked into his apartment and he knocked him out. Yep. Uh, so he's. This has been a uh, case been sent to a grand jury now. Uh, d- d- the judge has denied a request by uh, McCullough's attorney to dismiss the case based on grounds of self defense. He's instead ruled that the grand jury's got to hear the case to determine whether or not he actually assaulted the guy. And depending on which so side this of the story you hear, broke into his apartment. All right. 
So maybe I didn't hear this. The guy's story, the guy knocked out, I don't know his name, but uh-huh. the guy, his story is, I walked into the wrong place. I realized I was in the wrong house. I turned around. I was about 30 feet outside of the doorway when I hear uh, Jalen McCullough running behind me. I turn around. Next thing I know, I'm waking up in a pool of blood down at the bottom of a flight of stairs. Hmm. McCullough says uh, something different. He basically um, claims that he'd come in. He tried to back the guy out. He wouldn't really back out. So he gave him the business end of a fist. Um, and, and So is the story true that he actually was found at the bottom of the steps? Yeah, no, no. He, got, he, fell, f- he fell down the stairs. Do we know how? F- okay. He, he fell backwards okay. down the stairs and, then, and was, was rendered unconscious from there. So we want to believe the story of the guy with the head injury well, at this point? You know, the judge says some of the victim's statements have not been consistent, but he also says you have to take into account a concussion. Yeah. He did have a concussion and he was drunk. So there, I, I don't that. see. I don't see how there's a case here because of that. He, not only was he inebriated, he gave himself a concussion. Do you think he's going to remember that story 100? percent Probably not. But if the case is that he was outside and McCullough came up and basically sucker punched him at that point, then yeah, that's an but, assault. Okay. Now I, I get it. A guy walks into your house, you don't want that. But if he's sure. like, oh my god, I'm wrong place. I'm so sorry, and he's gone already. Well, you know, I may have some words with the guy. Like, don't ever do that again. But I'm right. not going to knock you out. But we don't know if he even said anything to him. We don't, if that's the case, that's if the, the dude thing. just walked in and walked out of your house, you're going to assume that he probably took something on the way out. Well, it, Especially it if he's just walking right to the stairs like it left nonchalantly, like it was no big deal. Well, at no point have I heard uh, that, that there was any sort of conversation right. before fists were thrown. So, you know, at, at the very least, maybe Canola, what, you, what were you doing? And maybe sure. that happened. I just hadn't read about it. Um, either way... I, I do see, I, I do see that personally, I think that the, it's, it warrants, because there are so many questions of who's at fault and who's not, and was it assault, was it self-defense, why not say, if the evidence is not there, which it doesn't sound like it really, how do you no. know, yeah, he was drunk, he was, he got a head He injury. literally walked into somebody else's home. Yeah. That right there alone is enough. Now just, I will say, just to, there have been times when I was 18, so it was a long time ago, but I did get into somebody else's car, not realizing it, sitting there for a while, wa- wondering why my buddy hadn't gotten into the driver's seat yet, looking over, <laughs> watching all the rest of my pals laughing at me because I'm just sitting in somebody else's car all by yeah. myself. So, it I happens. Think, I, think the, I think the I worst... I didn't get knocked out for it, though. I think the worst thing that's ever happened with that for me was my friends and I were, were drunk running down West Seattle, and we were waiting for our Uber, and I hear my friend go, over here, this one. So what do we all do? You got in the wrong. We one. all run to this person's, this poor old lady's car, who's just sitting at a red light. We're all trying to get in, yeah. knocking on the door. Like, Why is it locked? And then all of a sudden, my friend's like, "Oh wait, no, they're back that way." So we're like, "Oh crap!" And so in, instead of just saying sorry or anything, we all just took off down the road. This all this poor lady was doing was just sitting at a traffic light, and three dudes just come, "Let me in, let me in the car," and, and then we just run away. I'm sure she was just terrified. Next thing I know, I had a nightstick in the back of the knees, and I couldn't <laughs> figure out why. No, we're a poor woman. Yeah, thank God her doors were locked. Did anybody be like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Did anybody I think one person did be like, hey, sorry, we didn't mean to, and then took off. But all I remember is trying to get in the back seat and realizing it's locked, and then my friend's like, no, it's over here. We're like, oh, okay. You're lucky it wasn't <laughs> just, Texas, because little old ladies around here, man, carry, I know. they pack oh, heat. I'm fully aware. Yeah. Yeah, and I was also like squeeze the trigger. Probably like twenty four at the time, twenty five. So honest mistake. Yeah, it was. You just scared but, the hell out of a lady. Exactly. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you know, and I'm happens. using that argument for the 
the Tennessee player yeah, for, for who was Jaylen terrified that someone was just inside his house as far as the story goes. Look, I, you, you can't. I would never take any chances with somebody who's broken in. You don't get a second chance if right. I find you in my sure. house in the middle of the night. That's, That's it. why I have a bat by my yeah. bed. But if you're outside, if you're already outside, yeah, I'm going to still, we're still going to chat. Of course. Why but, were you, what were you doing? Right, right. If it was a complete honest mistake, sure. But, but I'm not clearly, just going to immediately run up and hit you. And because we don't know if that's actually true. That's why I think that it deserves at least a review in the sure. legal in the legal system. That, that so that's look. I I hate seeing guys go on trial for anything that you know uh, probably could have been resolved between two men. The chat, yeah, yeah. But you know, it is what it is. is. What it is, right. yeah. It, so. This is where we're at. This is but where we're at. It's, there's a good argument, I guess, for both sides, but. It's hard to really go with the guy who was drunk and gave himself a concussion walking into the like that's Agreed. three for three of, of doing the wrong thing there, guy. Yeah, yeah so. you, you made some clown decisions that night. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see uh, Dante Foreman just shine bright last night? 130 yards for that win against Atlanta. Yeah, I think uh, he had some uh, some ulterior motives in so? his mind during that game. The, the Panthers have looked on the ground. Incredible! Yeah, since they uh, said goodbye to Christian McCaffrey, crazy. I mean, and Christian McCra- McCaffrey has not looked that great with San Francisco. No, no. Uh, so right now, uh, let's see. The Panthers have averaged 159.5 yards on the ground since moving on from McCaffrey. Wow, sixth best in the NFL. Yeah, that's really good. With McCaffrey, 90.3 yards rushing, 26th best in the NFL. I mean, there is a a good reason for that. You know, their their new their new guy was uh, uh, Foreman mm-hmm. is not McCaffrey. He's not going to warrant the same type of defensive scheme well, against be- him. He looks sure, better now. They're probably going to scheme a little bit more with the run game, but you got to think that they didn't take it seriously until last night. Nobody took it seriously until last night. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the the commitment to this this new commitment to the run game here with Foreman. I mean, that's helped. Carolina win two of the past four games. They're, they're three and seven. Now. I mean, subpar. Oddly enough, still relevant though in the NFC South with a three and yeah. seven. Vi- with <laughs> three that, and seven that extra game means oh, something. Soft, soft, <laughs> soft division over there. It um, happens. It happens. Bucks are leading. By the way, the NFC South, know, NFC South at four and five. So that tells you how. I can't talk. My team made it to the playoffs at seven and nine, so and won the division. So, ouch. Speaking of the uh, the Bucks, Tom Brady. Uh, and uh, as you, as we talked early, he's the, he's the talk of Munich right now, allegedly. Well, you're the one who said his face is all over the place. I know. Uh, you, I know you'd love to see more Gino, <laughs> but Gino ain't the goat yet. I'm just being petty. I know. Uh, Tom though, kind of sounded like a kid uh, about getting to play over there. It's amazing. I you know, and I told all my teammates that you know you're you're not going to necessarily remember every game you play in your whole career, um, but these ones you do remember. They're very special. Um, just to go to another place and, I mean, have an experience like this and to, you know, when I'm older, I'll be thinking about practicing in that stadium right there and then going to play in, in, uh, in Allianz Arena, which is amazing. So, and lose. you know, this is your whole life is made of memories and experiences and to do it with the teammates and do it with a game that I love. And football has brought me a lot of places in life and it's brought me to Germany now because I've never been here before. But 
I'm, I'm definitely coming back. Listen, you say I'm pretty lose. sure he just threw up rainbows and sunshine. Yeah, of course. Wow. Now you say and lose. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go on record right now, and I'm, everybody needs to know this. Tom Brady is undefeated since care. his divorce with G- Giselle Bunchen. I don't care. In all of one games, the man is undefeated since Apparently, his divorce. Apparently, he's also undefeated <laughs> internationally, which is why that ESPN has given him an 82% chance to win. Like... Swing even, low, ESPN. Swing even low. though I could give two craps about any of ESPN's uh, predictions about anything, because it's all clickbait trash, and we know it. Sorry, I know we're your sister station now, or whatever the hell. But come on, we're radio here, man. We a do, little more respect for the first place team with a better record than you. It's a great Seattle team, and and, and Brady is, has acknowledged that we're playing a very good Seattle team. I may be wrong; they may lose. I know. I know everyone's picking Tom Brady and the Bucks to win this game. Look, we've been underdogs all year. I'm gonna ride this team as long as I can. This is the. I think the one. The for me, like I. I I will never fully be sold on these overseas NFL games. I never will. Neither will I. I, I they're a cool novelty, and that's it. As far as I'm although concerned. it actually seems like they're enjoying their experience this time, I would agree. Comparative to what they do in London, which we've heard they basically sit in the hotel, play the game, go back to the hotel, then leave. Who could enjoy it with that food over there, though? You know, I mean, I get why they don't like London. You don't boil pizza. Come on. Do they really boil? Well, no. you can deep fry. Stole pizza. that from Bill Hicks. No. Um, but no, this is the very first game uh, NFL game on. German soil, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe you're correct. At Allianz Arena there. Uh, Didn't there used to be a German NFL league? Am I am I overthinking this? I, there may have been. A German football league or something? There Maybe may have been. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking something else. Also, uh, one last thing on uh, on Brady. Uh, his uh, his now ex-wife mm-hmm. uh, apparently bought a uh, an $11.5 million mansion directly across the waterway from his house. Uh, 6,600 square foot Miami Beach, five-bedroom Uh I can just see Tom now. What it must and be like. He's be- gonna he's gonna retire and he's gonna be sitting there across the water with with binoculars every time she's going out on a date with somebody. It's gonna be the Ross and Rachel effect. Ah, I brought crazy. friends into it again. Uh, I think that's just a co-parenting thing. No, you're right. I'm. I really do. Uh, more Brady, than anything, Brady doesn't need but her. Imagine being that baller, being like, "Let me just grab the mansion across the the waterway from you." Oh, you want to go to your mom's house? Jump on the jump on the jet ski and go across the way. She's home. What a life. I, yeah, I, what I, a I, life. I couldn't imagine what it's like. One day. Hey, is uh is Jalen Hurts better than Dak Prescott? My God. Maybe. You know who thinks so? Who thinks so? <laughs> this is I don't know. I, I don't buy this, but Bart Scott thinks so. Jalen Hurts is a better runner and he's more accurate right now and he has better weapons on the outside. Jalen Hurts has passed. Dak Prescott, and he's as healthy. far as the ranking of the quarterback. So, so there you go. This is all, this was on ESPN's Get Up Show. Mike mm-hmm. Greenberg was going crazy uh, trying to de- trying to, to defend against this, uh, but apparently Bart Scott believes that Jalen Hurts has has surpassed Dak Prescott in all ways. Problem that I see here is <clears throat> Dak Prescott has been hurt mm-hmm. for a lot of this season. Sure, and had he not been. I don't think he'd be telling that. Are story. we only talking about this season, or are we talking about as a career? As a career? Yeah, I think as because a career. last I checked, Jalen Hurts. This is what his third well, year. He, he he's talking about best quarterback in the NFC East. So perhaps he means right now, but he didn't you know, say that. It is hard to argue against that with the simple fact that Jalen Hurts can run. Yeah, and he's more agile. He's less injury prone. He's more accurate at this point. He's got a better record. I'm not saying Dak is bad, but if we're talking about numbers at this point, he may be not far too yeah, but far what numbers? I mean, because you, I mean, you're talking about uh, we don't know what Dak's numbers would have been, 
right? So, so all this is speculative, but I mean, you, so look, yeah, the t- 2,042 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, 68% of his passes completed. Stellar numbers. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Right now. Right now. Okay. But Dak's got, what, half that, if less? It, it, not even half that, half the playing I time. think it's unfair to use this year as a way to compare uh, himself to literally anyone else because of the injuries. I would say uh, if we're talking, we you'd have to start with last season or his last full season and before that. If you're trying to compare or compare numbers or talent with another quarterback, it's unfair to do that now. Dak can't run. We know that right. he's not he's not the same Dak as he was in the beginning of his career because right. he's older. He's more injury prone. It is what it is. But the talent is still there. He can still run. He can't run like Jalen. He can't run as fast as Jalen Hurts. But he can still be an effective runner comparative to Jalen Hurts, if that makes sense. I just don't know, but he can I don't argue think that it's one a, good half season means yeah. he's better than Dak Prescott. Maybe on TV, dude, but we live in reality. Sure. Again, we're talking about clickbaity, ESPN, clickbaity, That's NFL that Network. Is. That's what they do to get us to talk about this. But to, to say he has gone beyond Dak Prescott's uh, talent or ability-wise is, is, a, is a stretch. Could he possibly? Sure. Is he's shown absolute? It's fair for another quarterback to have a better season than someone else and still not be as good talent wise. It's just how the games are played mm-hmm. and who they play and how it's played. That doesn't mean they're a better quarterback talent wise. I agree. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear okay. you. I hear you. Am I wrong? Let me know. Call me out. I'm here for it. What's the number? Bring it on. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. There you Did go. Did I say that too fast? No, you got it. Okay, you got it. Uh, another t- Cowboys question for you: Is it safe to say that since the for several years now, uh, Tony Pollard has been woefully underutilized? Yes, big time. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I and and we saw what he could do, and, and you know in the week nine, I mean he 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 looked like a premier back, but uh, according to What's the what's their uh, running backs coach's name? Uh, Pete. Sure, Cowboys. Yeah, sure. Basically, he's making the argument that uh, Tony Pollard's only good up to about thirty carries, thirty touches. After that, he that is he, he a, that is a full fade. range of carries per game for most guys. Well, I don't see how that's an issue. Well, so the week before Pete he, Pete made that statement, Pollard had forty one snaps, mm-hmm. um, and he actually became more electric after thirty. Okay, so that argument to me it doesn't hold weight. But do you? We forget that there was a rumor floating around after that big game he had uh, a few weeks ago, where he pulled himself from the game, saying he was done, he was tired, I'm done. Yeah. So, which Tony Pollard is it? Yeah. Again, I don't. I don't. I'm not against him pulling himself after running running up for 130 yards and whatever it carries, and I think he had a couple touchdowns uh, with the game pretty much set in stone. He doesn't need to be out there anyway. I, I, this is what I love about sports, is that, you know, all the obscure stats. So look at this. All right, so Pollard's touched the ball eight times in his career after the 30th snap, right? Mm-hmm. Of those eight, t- eight touches, he's totaled 113 yards, uh, 14.1 yards per touch, two touchdowns. Even if you take away that, that big 54-yard touchdown on the final snap of the game against the Bears, he still averages more than eight yards per touch post-30 touch, or per, post-30 carry. I, I don't know. Yeah, but But... Pollard being Pollard here, he's just saying, well, you know, look, they can say what they want. I'll do whatever they ask. Sure. So he's not yeah. getting mad about it. Absolutely. He's not getting mad about it. And that's that's the ultimate teammate right there. Mm-hmm. A guy with the clear ability to do it, but also humble enough to share the wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, who do you like 
Who do you like this weekend, uh, Cowboys? Oh, Cowboys. I think uh, the Packers. Cowboys are going to roll on Aaron Rodgers. How could they not? How could they not at this point? I, I mean, they, you know, the, besides the emotional factor between Mike McCarthy, that team wants to win for him too. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yes. And Aaron Rodgers looks like trash, and they don't want to be the ones to let him shine against. I think Aaron again, Rodgers will, because he, he usually does. He's okay looking like trash. I'm a, yeah, bring it on, man. I, Keep I, it up. I, I I'm think okay he's just about. It. I think he's just about done. I hope so. Anyway, stick around. Uh, we got some uh, some hot stove is about to heat up Woo! in the baseball yeah, offseason. And the pilot light is going to be the, the contract for Aaron Judge. Nothing happens this offseason until they figure out where Aaron Judge is going to be. I think so. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. That and more coming up. 512-834-1027. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of the Bullpen on this Friday afternoon. Oh, Brandon Elkins, Patrick Oswald. This hour goes by way too fast. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm telling you, I, I, will never, uh, I will never argue with anyone who says that we should get a second hour. No, not at all. Or third. Four. Let's go four, baby. Screw it. Do okay. we need Paul Feinbaum? Come on. Well, the guy that told me the other day hey, that uh, we should just have a full hour of, of the bullpen, of talking bullpen in the bullpen, as in baseball. Bullpen. Well, I, was, I, I know not everybody would be down for that, but I certainly would. I would, too. Uh, maybe another day. We are certainly, either way, we are certainly grateful to be here talking to y'all. We understand right that, the, that, the, that the world is comprised of largely of football fans these days. Rabid baseball fellows like us aren't, aren't quite as commonplace as they once were, but that's true. We're still out there. We're still I here love for baseball. You. We're still here for you. A little more than football, I will admit that, but I absolutely love football. So well, for me, there's no real comparison between the two. One of my favorite sports we don't really talk about on this, this station hockey. 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 Oh, man. Go crack. Oh, go, go, go crack. Go Bruins. Oh, whatever. Uh, so Clayton Kershaw has made Boston, a very man. quick decision on MLB free agency. Started yesterday at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Soon after, multiple reports flowing in that Kershaw closing in on a one-year deal with... Dodges. Yeah. The Dodges. Dude, stand put. Yeah. Sorry, Dallas. Although He's not I going up there to the Rangers. I'm a little more concerned about the fact that Jacob DeGrom might not be sticking around New York and might be heading to the old Arlington area. There's still talk of that. Uh, I, I mean, and that's why I was so excited. DeGrom, Kershaw, I'm not a huge Rangers fan. I, mm-hmm. I've, like I was telling you. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm no. just more excited for Rangers fans if that happens. Of course. And, and more excited for the division as a whole because we're talking about AL West used to be the bottom feet. We used to be the bottom feeders of... Everything, right? Mm-hmm. Every comparison. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave any craps about the AL West. Then Houston came to town, yeah. kind of brought a little, you know, a little more life to it. And now more teams are starting. I mean, the, you I know, just, the, the I Angels just wish have, the Angels Oakland some A's would stop doing whatever they're doing and just can stay as a consistent team because I love the Oakland A's. I'm, I've always been a closet fan of the Oakland A's. I was a fan. I back love in their the jerseys. I love the green. I love the gold. I love it all. You don't like that Coliseum they play. I now. don't want them to move to Vegas. No, I don't either. And I think that's going to happen. That would be horrible. And it's awful. Horrible. But the fact of what they're doing to the Oakland, the city of Oakland, and their fans is just atrocious, and they don't deserve that. Yeah. I, it just it just bums me out. I but I just I want the AL West to be the perennial division that it's supposed to be and i think it's going to be yeah no it's i mean we're a lot better now than they were yes absolutely uh so gm meetings have wrapped up and i i do truly believe that until uh one man whose name rhymes with baron fudge uh figures out where he's going to wind up 
Okay, had to be subtle about that. No, <laughs> nobody's going to make every every team wants this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so pretty much, they're all going to sit there and they're going to wait to find out where he goes. I think the only team that's probably doesn't care right now is Philadelphia. Right. They don't need him. They need a shortstop. Right. And so, I, I mean, they're probably going to go a full port, full court press for Trey Turner. They ain't the only one either. No. Uh, a but, little little Egypt team in Egypt is going to be going after him too. Let me ask you a question though. If I know, take take the fact that you're from Seattle out of it. Mm-hmm. All right, objectively, mm-hmm. if you're given the opportunity to go for, to play for Seattle or to go to play for Philadelphia after what they just did, where would you go? <laughs> I know it's hard. I know it's a hard question, but I don't know. I, I, it's hard. Because I couldn't say I, I couldn't I, go anywhere but Philly. I'm not an East Coast guy. Well, it's it's hard because I'm not an East Coast guy. I'm a West Coast guy. I like I like being on the West Coast. Uh, I've seen the the problem is both chemistries on both teams look like they're awesome. Yeah, both teams look like love they this absolutely team. love playing for each other. If I'm putting if I'm if I'm really putting my bias aside and I'm just going off chemistry alone, it just you, you like the Mariners? Too. I do. Okay, but the fan that's, base. That's okay. Both fan bases are amazing. Both teams are the chemistry wise is incredible, and they both have elite all star players. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, if I'm looking at a team, the one thing that I see is the bright shining Julio Rodriguez staring right back at me. The mm-hmm. uh, the the most likely rookie of the year, probably gonna be one of the best players in this in this game for a very long time. That entices me more alone than anything else, yeah. and that's why I would choose to play. I'd want to play for that guy because that 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 brings it down the line. That that sort of energy sticks with an entire team. Yeah. Taking nothing away from Philadelphia Damn. and the Phillies because I I can't. They, they went to the World Series. They got a chip on their shoulder they went to bigger the World than Series I've ever with seen. Eighty-seven wins, exactly. So it's really hard, but that's what I would choose. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that any going to the Phillies would be the wrong choice as well for Trey Turner. I'd go he's going to the, gonna do what he's going to do. I'd go to the Phillies just because I like the grimy streets of Philadelphia. And you never know when you're going to get, you know. And the history of being bullet. in Philadelphia is also really cool. I like the – I'm a history buff. I like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for us today in the bullpen. That's it for us this week. Stick around. Paul Feinbaum is up next. See you Monday. Brandon and I will be Monday. Have a good one.